Tonight on Rogue Padron, the children have been kidnapped. Werewolf, more like why wolf. Nothing but, wrong it, with looking. <laughs> and tentacles deserve respect. Han Solo, King Han Solo. How dare you? Meg, I think you did a joke that you have to see to understand. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one of those visual gags that we're always being told don't work on podcasts. <laughs> oh, and yet. And yet. <laughs> Boy, if you only knew how many visual gags we had on Rogue Padron. That fucking 69 episode. <laughs> so many. So many. All right. Donate to Patreon and maybe we can become a video podcast. Yeah. Oh, God. The video is just oh, no. all of us editorializing our show notes the entire episode. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 9, standing by. It's not Mission 1. It's actually Mission 3, because we already started Season 15. Nope, it's Mission 1. Is it 1? Yeah, because the last two episodes were Season 15 kickoff parts 1 and 2. Oh, Oh, I see. Season 15, Mission 1, Episode 124 of Rogue Padron. Tonight, we'll be going over Chapters 1 and 2 of The Crystal Star. But before that, a quick reminder of your host's and I have it on a phone instead of actually... I'm not going to lie. I was almost expecting to open these show notes today and see that it was actually for Witchfire instead of Crystal Star. <laughs> and be like, oh, damn it, I didn't read that one. <laughs> I could not do that to myself. Um, I have if so you many play to do. this episode backwards, it's actually us yeah. discussing the first three chapters of Witchfire. Yeah. And the prologue. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the pro- can't forget the prologue. All right. So if Danny Rogue Six was a Rogue Podrick dramatic reading. <laughs> oh my god. Wraith prom. Wraith prom. Wraith prom. Nope. They'd be Seth and Heath doing the dramatic reading of Snice Noodles, Deep Fluid, Sack Yearning for Zero Thought. <laughs> okay, that works too. I'll take it. You're not wrong. <laughs> Ash, Rogue Nine, would be every time in courtship Podrick where Danny is singing as 3PO because they're both beautiful musicians. <laughs> <laughs> one more so than the other. I'll let you guess which one. <laughs> Saf, Rogue Three, oh, Saf is Rogue Seven, would be Wraith Prom because she's most likely to have something she did out of goodwill turned to surprise extra jobs for the families oh yeah no that ha- has happened before it's a lot yeah but also horse and dancing also horses yeah heath rogue three who is on sm- paternity leave right now is sabbatical the sabbatical eternity leave hiatus yes is the meg and danny doing the dramatic reading of snipe suitles <laughs> deep fluid securing for zero the hut <laughs> and i'm meg rogue leader and i would be the panera podron episode because that took the pure effort of determination to do (laughs) 
Wait, Meg, I have a question. Very important question. What up? Did you go back and listen to the Zero the Hut episode in order to remember which comic? Which dramatic? Yes! I did. I did. I did. I thought Just that I did. Those I numbers did it up. you, but like, I wasn't sure and I didn't want to be wrong. So I went back and I listened. Oh, I love that we made all four of us have to participate in that. We had to. <laughs> Listen, we all we all wanted to be Psy, and then we had to make Heath do it. <laughs> Danny had a great zero voice. Well, speaking of making Heath do things, I have a question about Star Wars. Two <laughs> questions, actually. Ooh. Question number one. These aren't actually questions about Star Wars. Question number one. Um, so Heath is gonna come back eventually, but like I noticed that Ash is like pretty good at this. And I like having Ash around. Mm-hmm. So what if we didn't get rid of Ash when Heath came back? That sounds great. I think that's a great idea. I my answer to the Star Wars question is yes. Oh wow. You just have an answer ready to go. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, I was prepared for this one. Did need to deliberate or hear the hot takes or fan theories. <laughs> if, listen, if any of y'all have a hot <laughs> take about Ash being on Rogue Padron full time permanent t- styles. I'm going to kick your ass. So. I'm ready to throw fists. Is that the right phrase? Sure. <laughs> throw Is it elbow. not? It's throw it's Throw hands, I think. I'm imagining you, like, unscrewing your fist off of your arm and chucking it at someone. You know, I'm not going to lie. When I get really mad, I do have this urge to just uh, take off my hands and throw them at people. Mm-hmm. I know I can't. I mean, don't say we all. That's what I really, really want to do. Oh, well, boy. Well, Ash's answer to the Star Wars question is also yes. Okay, great. Also, that's... Great. <laughs> oh, that's like oh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, we should probably check with Ash first, huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess. Great. Okay, cool. great. Check. Done. Next. Um, so, uh, quite a few seasons ago, we were about to start reading Starfighters of Adamar, and we thought it'd be funny to trick our listeners into thinking that we had instead, because people had been clamoring for us to read that book for like decades at that point, we, th- <laughs> people thought, it would be, we thought it'd be funny to pretend like instead of reading Starfighters of Adamar, we would read The Crystal Star. And so we did like 10 minutes of Crystal Stardrin as a joke. And now, <laughs> a year and a half later, we're doing it for real. So like, what what does it mean when we have become the thing that we were parodying? It means we've truly become ourselves, I think. We've reached our maximum potential, I think. I don't think that's true. I think <laughs> we've got more. I, I think we have so much more potential. <laughs> For all of us know, halfway through this, we're going to switch to Witchfire. <laughs> unexpectedly. Listen, it's going to be surprises all the way through this book. I can't tell you what they are because they're surprises. <laughs> it's exciting to go into another book with a... Rogue leader knowing what's going to happen and the rest of us being well I mean I guess Ash knows what's happening too yeah. and me and Danny are just like uh-huh. we're fresh yeah. it's exciting All I, know I mean, is that the children have been kidnapped, the children and, have been kidnapped. Been and pretty much the only thing I know is still that the children have been kidnapped to be fair I read Crystal Star like 15 years ago and I did not remember anything that happened in the first two chapters of this book so. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. I read this many times as a child, um, so this is going to be great. I haven't revisited it really as an adult, um, so it's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> Who, Especially after Courtship Padron was a thing that we did. <laughs> what a ride that was. It was a 
it was a a ride a wild one even you know if we don't really want to record the rest of this episode i could just like insert courtship podrin here for the next six episodes and see if anybody notices <laughs> <laughs> at least one person will notice we're doing this we are we are doing it and their name is ot <laughs> <laughs> just call Odie out all the time yeah i love to call Odie out i'm gonna listen to yeah two people would notice tom would be yeah. halfway through creating the wiki article for the episode and be like wait a second wait a second <laughs> i've seen this before here. Wait. I wrote these notes before. What is this? What's going on here? This isn't. Does or... Does the world know that there is a Rogue Padron wiki? Has that ever? Have we ever talked about that? Yeah, on... I just realized they might not. Um, have a Rogue Padron wiki. Yeah, so there's a Rogue Padron wiki. Our amazing glister Tom the fanboy is largely putting effort into this. Um, and it is actually amazing. Like, it's really amazing. Um, is, if you have any it is knowledge, a labor of love. It is it clearly is. the weirdest labor of love I've ever seen. But you know what? It makes Tom happy, so it makes me happy. It makes I, me happy. It makes me super happy whenever Tom updates this on us. Um, but also, Tom is like not actually sure how this whole wiki thing works. So if you have knowledge of that and want to help Tom out, hit Tom the fanboy up because I feel like he'd appreciate that. My my favorite thing about the wiki is under like my pro like profile or whatever. It says other aliases Saf. oh that's so good oh boy so many people have been mistaken for sad (laughs) it's true it's so true i'm so individual and yet yeah Yeah. i was gonna say it's very weird (laughs) want it to be you saf they just want you to be there and i think that's very nice that's so sweet yeah yeah yeah, see? I don't know. I am running on so few hours of sleep right now. <laughs> That's a mood. <laughs> One more reason I could just insert courtship Padron here. <laughs> nah, we're doing this. Thankfully, like, although this, this chapters in this book are long, they're easy to read. <laughs> there's there's not a lot of substance. Yeah, perhaps. which is honestly great. That's what we need. You're That's right. What we need. It's just like this podcast. Long, yeah. but not a lot of substance. <laughs> Why hasn't that shown up in an iTunes review yet? Oh, burn on us. All right, let's get into this. Wait, what was the second Star Wars question? <laughs> the second Star Wars question was, have we become the thing we were parodying? Oh, I mean, we just we just went extra meta. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, we already had the logos done. We weren't going to waste that. Next season, we're going to do a dramatic reading of our theme song. Yeah, it's going to be great. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then a five-episode analysis. All right. <laughs> what way do you think he wants it? Chapter one. <laughs> the children have been kidnapped. <laughs> Y'all the think? children have been kidnapped. This, this book wastes no time. <laughs> I just guess right. I, mean, I remember when I picked this up again after, like, you know, reading it however long ago it was a joke. Um, and I read that scene and so I was like, oh yeah, I have read some of this before. <laughs> I remember this line. <laughs> I mean, you're right, Ash, in that it wasted no time getting to the point that the children had been kidnapped. And then it wasted no time in continuing to get to that same point for the next 25 oh, pages. So, <laughs> so, the children have been kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very... <laughs> A very uh, injured... Sidebar, where did these children come from? Because last we checked, like... Leia's womb. Han and Leia were off woot horning. <laughs> yeah, that's how yeah. they got the children. That's how the children got to exist. They came out of Leia's womb. Um, I, 
Now they're in the world. From Hans Wuthorn. I had, like, completely forgotten. I haven't read you in a while. I had completely forgotten that one of their kids was named Anakin, and I was so, I was so thrown off guard. I was like, what? <laughs> but I wanted to ask. Oh, oh their their child, Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> um, can huh? and like Leia is shown as being like really not into Darth Vader having been redeemed at the end of Return of the Jedi. So does Legends ever dive into like her feelings about her dad and like is she like more pro Anakin given that she named her child after him? The simple answer is he was named in Dark Empire Two, I think. Yeah. And Dark Empire Two is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine being the author that has to follow that. <laughs> and then his name was just Anakin. For the. I like to think this was partly Luke's influence. He's like, hey. Yeah. Like. I can't. I, I can't honestly, have a kid. I don't I know think, if he has a kid or not, but I assume he doesn't. Like Jason and Jaina, I'm like fine. They're whatever names. But like in like his name is Anakin. Luke's son is Ben Skywalker. That's right. I forgot about Ben. Yeah, and then also, like, Ben Solo and Canon, I also don't agree with. So, like, Don't forget about Jason Sindula, for Jason, whatever the hell reason. It's the same spelling with the C, and I'm just like, I'm done with this. <laughs> Is there a backstory behind the names Jason and Jaina? No, no. They're just names. They're just um, I, think, names. I think, like, I don't know if it was, like, the reasoning behind it, but I know they eventually get into it where it's kind of like they're trying to redeem the name Anakin um, and, like, give, like, basically Anakin a chance in a life that he was denied because he was, like, tempted by the dark side and all of these other things. And I think if I remember correctly, Han wanted to call him Han Solo Jr. <laughs> and then Leia's oh like, my no, God, we're not doing Han. that. We're not doing that. Literally anything is better than that. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll settle for Chewbacca Jr. I'd be like, all right. And Leia's just like, yep, I'm filing for a divorce right now. Right. <laughs> a very injured page bursts into Leia's meeting on Munto Cordu. And Leia goes running into a lovely meadow path. We learn a lot about the meadow, where she knew the children had been playing. The only way her children could have been taken is if something had messed with her force sense. When she gets to the play area, she sees that a pressure bomb went off, and she knows, at least through the force, that the children aren't dead. Chewie, on the other hand, is very, very hurt, both physically and also emotionally, because he let his honor family down. I feel and like here we get a family. What about your real family? Major complaint about the characterization of Leia in this novel. Because her internal monologue says, Chewie is very, very hurt. He can't die because he will know where the children are. Right. Yeah. 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 That the whole... Leia... Leia is very challenging to write. <laughs> this is yes. painful to read, honestly. I, I also feel like we should point out that this happens in the first, like, two pages of this book. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the doctor arrives with her werewolf. <laughs> Literally <laughs> put the book down and walked away. That broke her w- first kindle of the season. W-Y-R-W-U-L-F. Werewolf. <laughs> Is that where a werewolf wor- wor- hide comes from? No, they could never. <laughs> Who is carrying all of her equipment? 
Um, apparently, every all of like the the people of Munto Kordu have these werewolf companions, and Leia stays to help because she's currently the only thing keeping Chewbacca's blood slash life from flowing freely out of his body. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's fine. So, the- do we think that a werewolf is like a reverse werewolf in that every month on the full moon it turns into a human? Yeah, well, they're not right. Humans. They have, like, four arms and stuff. So, if anything, they would just turn into whatever the alien species that, like... Oh, a Dexter Jetster. <laughs> no, they're, they're not Dexter Jetsters. But they turn into a Dexter... Werewolves aren't humans, but they turn into humans. No, humans aren't were... werewolves. Are they turn into... <laughs> <laughs> werewolves work? turn into Muntos, I guess. Yeah. Munto. Okay, fine. Yeah. I yeah. heard, like, 50% of that, and I'm very confused, but what else is new? <laughs> Okay, what but you, I really want like, I do a question. Is a wolf that turns into a Dexter Jester once a month because that would be amazing. <laughs> I have like, an opinion. Like a nice meal a and then a called. dog. Yeah, a basilisk. A basilisk. A basilisk. And then it makes direct eye contact and you turn into stone. What a oh great God. first date that would be. Oh Why don't they let you write Star Wars books, Danny? <laughs> I don't know. I've always dreamed on going on a date with Dexter Jester. And then turning into stone. And then turning into stone. <laughs> 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 in the back, Abigail in the background's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then turning to stone, and she's like, no, 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 never mind. Cuddle <laughs> backwards, cuddle backwards. <laughs> no, I don't like that. Um, I also have a very it's important question about slang. One listener and one listener only. Yeah. About, about what, Sam? About slang. Um, do you all say munted? <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> I'm going to take that as a Can you use it in a sentence, please? Um, oh, like, that car's munted now after that crash. Does that mean, like... No, we say irreparable. No, no, you don't. (laughs) What is the, what is the trans, what, what, how would you say that? It just means fucked up. No, we do not say that. We say that car's fucked up. Yeah. All right. Or like because I saw up. I saw Munto and I was like, no, Munted. we don't say that here. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Good to know. There's another there's another slang thing for you all out there. We do, however, have a classic sitcom called The Munsters, no. and they're always <laughs> messing <laughs> things up. <laughs> so. Oh my God. Uh, the doctor explains everything she does with her forearms to her werewolf. And when Chewie is patched up, Leia orders Mr. Eon, who is the, um... Wait, uh, real quick. When when Leia's like, oh, do I stay here or do I leave? And the doctor's like, I only have four hands, so I'm gonna need your help. Like, brag about it. (laughs) Yeah, that was a humble brag. (laughs) Also, I feel like I need to admit that I did not... It might be a dyslexia thing, but I did not read that word as werewolf. <laughs> I read it as, like, wolf. And, no. and my brain was like, that works, move on. You yeah, just I read feel like your so brain was trying Star to protect you. Yeah, you've read so many Star Wars books that you just translate the space words into normal words. <laughs> yeah. Like, Topedo just wouldn't even cross your radar at oh, this point. Oh, don't even bring up Topedo's <laughs> How dare you. The, the okay. real problem, Ash, is when you go to Starbucks and order an Est calf. <laughs> Oh my Can god. I get a it's double S calf on ice. <laughs> I want to fly to New Zealand just to walk into Seth's store. <laughs> <And> order an S <laughs> calf. Can I get a double S calf um Kampana? Thank you. Steph, what would you do? I mean honestly if you see Kampana, that's where I'd get confused. 
<laughs> oh, it means with it's um it's a double espresso with whipped cream on top. Oh, one of those. Yeah, yeah. We don't we people order that. Nobody knows the name of that here apparently. Um, yeah, I'd give you that. I know what Escaf is. I know yeah. Star Wars. Um, whenever someone comes into <laughs> Starbucks and I ask them their name and it, they have the same name as a Star Wars character, I have to fight myself not to say, oh, there's a Star Wars character with that name too. Oh, like someone it. recently was called Are Greer and I was like. There a in New Zealand? No, no, no. There was a Greer recently. Oh, and oh my gosh. I asked, I asked how to spell it and she spelled it out to me and I was like, Star Wars name. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, there's a lot of Lukes that come in, but no, you went for Greer. Like, no, yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. the weird Star Wars names that I'm like, Star Wars. That's like a Star Wars, Star Wars name. What if yeah. someone comes in and is like, hello, I'm a Saf- I'm, I'm, my name's Safwan. <laughs> I don't know how I would react to that, honestly. There was another Saf recently, and you that freaked me out. pissed. <laughs> there was a Saf, and she was like, she, she, I was making the drink for her. I wasn't ordering, like, taking her order, and she said Saf. And then she spelled it as S-A-P-H. And I was like, oh, I'm a Saf as well. I do the same thing. And she's like, yeah, my name's Sapphire, but I figured that's too hard to spell. And I was like, okay, all right, you with your easy fucking name. I knew a guy named Jedi in high school. Whoa. Did everyone call him Jed? Pump the brakes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, legally? Yes. Boy, and I thought naming your kid Anakin was bad. <laughs> Naming your kid Jedi, just seeing them up for Jedi? disappointment. Apparently, Jedi. it had nothing to do with Star Wars. No, how? I mean, I imagine George Lucas stole that name from something. Well, yeah. Um, I'm gonna look up the word origin Jedi right now. Yeah, no, no. Appropriation. Yes. <laughs> yes, Danny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I did look up Jedi, and it says the word Jedi said to have been adapted by George Lucas from the Japanese. Jedi Geki, oh, oh. meaning okay. period drama. <laughs> Motion well, this, pictures about samurai. This was Jedi. It's like Jedi. Jedi. Uh, they um, want to call the kid Jed, but they want to be a little bit spruced up. Yeah. Just add the I on there for flavor. Okay. okay yeah. It, it would be a Y nowadays, so you know. Oh, could be worse. Wow. <laughs> Imagine a big Jedi with a Y. <laughs> that's, just, that's just Judy. It's it's no, G- it's with an E, Danny. It's Jedi. It's Jedi. It's G. It's or sorry, J A. What the fuck? I can't. Re- I can't spell J E D A E. That's how it's spelled. Oh God, did I? Today. Today. <laughs> but there's also an H in there for some reason. Yeah. Fucking white people. There's, love a, their silent there's a silent Q. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. All right. <laughs> hey, be that kid. There we go. We figured out what's worse than Anakin. Okay. <laughs> When Chewie is patched up, Leia orders Mr. Eon, Ion, I don't know, to close the port and start questioning people. She fears that they're already off planet, but then she will just go scoot after them in her ship, Alderaan. Do you think that... I also feel like that's setting that ship up for disappointment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that Qui-Gon Jinn's name was originally meant to have a silent cue? Oh my god. And after a while, he got sick of his classmates calling him Qui Gon, even though his name is actually Y Gon, and he was just like, fine, it's Qui Gon. <laughs> That's some deep lore, Danny. So Mr. Ion says it's not necessary to close the port, even though they kidnapped his werewolf as well. God, this, this is so just perfect. a thing that. This is wild. Apparently. Kidnapping is the usual business. 
And they just have to go through the traditions to get the kids and the werewolf back. Okay, I'm usually all for, like, respecting the traditions and customs <laughs> of the indigenous people of the planet you're visiting. But when the traditions and customs are kidnapping... Yeah. Kidnapping your children for ransoming. Just I was like kind of confused times. about what was going on here. I'm not going to lie. It took me a little while, but eventually I was like, okay, this is just the thing that happens. They just... The, the noble a, families or whatever little, just kidnap each other's kids all the time. Kidnapping, yeah. Um, so, Mr. Eon also calls her Princess Leia, and she insists not to use it. She's the chief of state, so use her title. Because Why where she, she was, where she was royalty has been, she's chief of state of the New Republic. Oh, um, okay, yeah. That makes yeah. Oh, where she, and also Idaho. <laughs> is this like, More deep lore. Is this like <laughs> proto people getting mad when you call Leia a princess now because she's a general? Yeah. But it's Leia doing it. Oh, you said Proto. You said Frodo, and I was like, what kind of weird, <laughs> like, Lord of the Rings lore is going to happen here? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Wow. <laughs> In my crossover fanfic I wrote when I was 12. <laughs> so no one is supposed to actually be injured doing coup abductions, but they kind of victim blame Chewbacca for not surrendering to the kidnappers, and that's why he was hurt. Yeah, yeah Chewbacca is just getting here. chat on constantly for the yeah. first 20 pages. I want, I, like, I want Chewbacca to kill somebody. Like, yeah, like, let him go buck wild. Everybody. Mr. Just imagine, like, you get hit by a pressure bomb, lose your, like, a- adopted kids, basically, and then get blamed for it <laughs> because you, you weren't passive enough. Them. Yeah. Oh, let's make it sadder and say that he can, like, hear all these conversations happening right now, but he's no. in a coma, so he can't, like, defend himself. Daddy, um, why would you do this to us? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ion and his Chamberlain ponder about which family did it, but Leia knows it had something I'm sorry. to do with the dark side of the Force, because that's the only way that they could have taken her kids and her not knowing about it. So she insists that they close the port, and Mr. Ion says, fine, but they're going to do it in a way where the public will find it amusing, because lull humans and their weird ways rather than offensive. And although Leia hasn't really trained in the Force, she still has a natural Force connection to her children, which is why she knows that at least they're not dead. She feels very alone right now, because Chewie's in surgery, Luke and Han are on a bro-venture, Winter who is her bestie and also, like, the children's, like, usual protector, is attending a conference. I genuinely forgot who, like, I'd forgotten about Winter because it had been so long since I've read those books. And the name Winter popped up, and I was like, wait, what kind of crossover is happening here? Then I was like, wait, no, it's all Star Wars. They all know each other. Winter is Akbar's wife at this point. Yes. No. Are they married by now? No, she's still dating Taika right now. Oh, she's still dating Mistress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Akbar's mistress, right? She's, yeah, yeah she's still with Tycho right now. Is she Aftab's mom, or does Aftab have a different mom? So, listen, I am convinced yeah. that Aftab, Aftab is not full Mon Calamari. I would agree He is, that. like, really pale, right? And, like, he's, quite, he's like, slim. pale. His, um, his facial features, like, the, the, like, the mouthpiece is very different, and he does not have the chitinous armor on his forearms. Yeah, Every so other like, Mon Cal, like, can't wear full sleeves because of their forearms, but he is wearing full sleeves, and that fits fine. he have hands? He yeah, has more, different. they're more hand-like than any of the other Mon Cal's. Yeah, and, like, the, it's He's like, more hands he, than Flipper now. Yeah. If you, if you mix... <laughs> 
Winter and F Ekba's designs, like F to makes sense, right? Like you got her like pale here and there and the paler complexion. Mm. Yeah, which is, it, it makes which sense. also adds to why like Aftab struggles so much to live up to his father's legacy because he's also only part Moncal. Damn. Yeah. If you spell Aftab backwards, it's like, Batfa. <laughs> I don't know if that helps us solve the mystery at all, but it felt like a relevant fact to share. I feel like it is. We'll get there. We'll figure it out at some point. Yeah. So the Chamberlain is also not taking Leia's urgency seriously. And whoever the Force user was, it also apparently stole two hours from them in time. <laughs> Chewie! <laughs> what an evil Force user. Leia being like, he stole two hours. And the Chamberlain being like, haha, it's still the same time. Everything's fine. And Leia's like, no, seriously. That's two hours are gone. That's such yeah. a, like, East Coast, like, type A personality mood. Like, two whole hours? You know how much I could have accomplished in two hours? <laughs> Listen, Danny, I don't appreciate you calling me out right now. <laughs> I could have done so much in two hours. Anyway, Chewie is going to be okay, but he needs to recover and make some more blood, which is how they put it, which I thought was weird. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Ions and the Chamberlain insist I, that... That, she, that is Mr. Loins. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's, it's an I. I could call him Mr. Loins, though. It's actually it's Mr. easier Loins. for me. Especially because now I'm imagining Mr. Loins being, like, an evil doctor in a lab down in the basement, like, making blood. Yeah. <laughs> I so like that. Mr. Loins and the Chamberlain insist that she continues the day normally, so she goes and gets cleaned up. That's Dr. Loins to you. No, that's, <laughs> it's Dr. Hyos. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So R2, who is also apparently there, <laughs> in pushes the, the page who reported the accident into Leia's room. <laughs> Leia's kind of mad because the page should be resting and orders R2 to go get the doctor, which R2 does. The page says that she still can't hear and she tries to explain what happened. She was watching the kids, but then she must have fallen asleep. And then when she woke up, it was because of the bomb. And she keeps apologizing, but Leia repeats to her that she forgives her. She can't hear you saying that you're forgiving her. Right. But she asks if she understands, and she nods before she's taken away by Dr. Hyos. Also, like, gotta love the ableism in this book, where they're talking about her afterwards, and they're like, oh, she lost her high-frequency hearing. She's kind of fucked now, because that's kind of how we communicate. She'll she'll live a horrible, difficult life. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we'll get to that. That's how... A little on the nose. (laughs) Um, R2 is anxious as Leia gets stressed. When she leaves, he follows her and tries to get her to come outside with him, but she has to go to her meetings. R2 goes without her to investigate because it is Detective R2 hours now. Leia is in trousers and boots, and it takes a second for the Herald to recognize her. She joins her meeting and offers apologies, but they're all kind of like, oh, yes, kidnapping, so inconvenient. (laughs) We hate when that happens. Oh, yes, family drama. Oh, my. Um, or whatever the rich people there do. <laughs> <laughs> day... That kidnapped must be a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> the day passes, and it's finally over. And she asks the Chamberlain about the people still in the waiting room, but he dismisses that they're all just small, potentially made-up matters and ignores her when she says that she still wants to meet with them. <laughs> Leia sneaks into Chewbacca's surgery suite while Dr. Hyos is sleeping. 
Chewie is sedated, and Leia realizes that she absolutely does blame him for what happened. Oh my god, Leia, what the hell? I think people just don't know how to write Leia. They don't. They don't, especially, like, back in the day. They, uh, I really don't like how she's written a lot of EU stuff. It's not great. Right, they're just like, angry mom. It's It's like they couldn't figure out how to make her strong and powerful, but not an asshole. Yeah, they couldn't figure out how empathy works. That's a lot of, like, 90s. I'm expected to write a woman character? How does she exist? Wait, but she's not a sexy woman character? She's not a waif? She's She's not a knowledgeable grandmother? I can't kill her off? (laughs) (laughs) So... This obviously freaks Leia out because she's not used to being mad at Chewie because who would be? And when she leaves, she runs into Dr. Hyos, who chides Leia's impatience. But then they're interrupted by the page screaming in despair. Leia is all like, well, at least they're alive. But Dr. Hyos explains that she's lost basically half of her abilities to, like, live. And it's going to be difficult for but, her. But, but, she fra- but she frames it as like, she sure does. Well, you're screwed. Sorry, <laughs> you're going to be an invalid member of our society now because everybody knows that being hard of hearing means you can't live a normal life and be on podcasts. That'd be ridiculous. But <laughs> yeah. Ash, Am I bitter? Did in, that make me really mad? Maybe. In their culture, it's very important for them to screech at high frequencies at each other. How yeah, else are they going to be like the other species and climb into the trees and scream? <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of very tricks it up. Yeah, they, they, released, they stole a lot from their culture, really. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> um, so, Gotta love the ableism of 90s fiction, and also current day fiction, huh? And also just Star Wars in general. 90s fiction. Star Wars mm. in general, where they're like, oh, you have something wrong with you? Why can't we fix it with a robot part? <laughs> then it's like, what? a thing though, is like, clearly Star Wars has advanced prosthetics. Why can't they just give her an advanced space hearing aid or something. I don't know. Because hearing aids are very expensive and they're not covered by most insurance. <laughs> say, they still haven't solved the weekly kidnappings happening on their planet. Yeah. Like, I, I think I the don't... government probably is a little tied up. This That's is fair. kind of a... Han describes it later, but this is kind of like a country bumpkin tour of planets. So, who knows? <laughs> country bumpkin planet with a lot of kidnapping. With lots of kidnappings. Is that, so is that what this is? Because like the whole time I was wondering, like, why is Leia even here? Is it just like diplomatic she's, mission? Yeah, she's doing a tour of planets that are kind of on the fringe of the New Republic space. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Leia's so kind of every bumpkin road trip two K nineteen. Yeah, like she's it's it's twenty twenty now. Um, <laughs> now Leia was doing her tour in space. It was definitely not two K nineteen. It was probably like fifteen A B Y or something yeah. like that. Um. Yeah, so, like, this is not anywhere near the core worlds or things like that. Like, this is out. I believe we call that the outer reaches in current canon? No. But it's not the outside of space. It's the outside of New Republic territory. Okay, so just, yeah. like, burbs. Well, further than the burbs. Further than the burbs. The, the farms. The rurals. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> where, where I live. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All, yeah, where I grow up. all Arizona. <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I definitely got the impression yes, from the way no. this is written that, like, they've lived there for a while because of the way she talks about the meadow and the kids playing there and everything. It sounded like that was their home. So I was really confused for a while. Oh, 
They are visiting. So Leia returns to her room and tries to sleep, but then she walks out and Mr. Loins is there. <laughs> but there's no word from the there's no word from the kidnappers yet. Leia's still convinced it has nothing to do with the coup abductions, but the investigation means that the kidnappers might but if she tries to investigate it, it might mean that the kidnappers might kill Mr. Loins's werewolf in retaliation. Because what? respectful or something i don't understand i do like they pointed out earlier when she's like nobody's meant to get hurt during these kidnappings and they're like nobody of noble birth is meant to be hurt during these kidnappings <laughs> none of us not you i'm um, so excited for under- a really, like thorough analysis of the socioeconomic disparity that's happening in the galaxy right now i feel oh, like i feel uh- like right for some really good quality analysis of of that Yes, that's definitely what's going to happen in this book. Um, so Mr. Loins brings in some drugged cookies and tea, and everyone falls asleep. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Loins. It's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like she had, the author had this idea of like, oh, I've got this great idea for a setup, but how do we like justify it for the purpose of the story? <laughs> and they never quite get around to explaining <laughs> it completely. Yeah. It definitely feels like that, huh? So you're just reading this chapter going, what the hell are the rules here? There are no rules. It's it's the coup abductions. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so chapter two. Just like old times, hey kid? Just like old times, except the Empire isn't trying to shoot us out of the sky. Yeah, you got that right. And Jabba the Hutt isn't after your hide for dumping that space load. Yeah. And nobody's trying to collect old gambling debts from you. Also true. Han said, thinking. But I might get around to running up some new gambling debts. After all, what's a vacation for? Finally, you can't ogle every beautiful woman that comes by. Uh, sure I can. Nothing wrong with looking. Leia and I know where we stand with each other. <laughs> We trust each other. She's not jealous. <laughs> and you wouldn't mind if she flirted with the curly and ambassador. Good looking guy, that curly and ambassador. Nothing wrong with looking. Or a, or a little innocent flirtation. But the curly and ambassador better watch his hands, all four of them. Hey kid, listen. <laughs> Flirting is one of the best inventions of civilization. Luke hated it when Han called him kid. That was why he did it. Luke stared out into hyperspace. You ought to do more flirting yourself. If I might be of service, Master Luke. C-3PO entered, leaning forward, or I guess just said. Whatever. <laughs> C-3PO is also there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also safe. I have an extensive library of love poetry at your disposable. Disposal. <laughs> Sorry, little glitch there. In several languages suitable for the human tongue, as well as etiquette, medical information, and don't have time for flirtations or love poetry not right now 3PO sat back in the passenger seat at the corner of Han's vision the droid looked and looked like a shadow to disguise himself C-3PO had covered his glossy gold finish with a coat of purple lacquer Han had not yet gotten used to the change don't be so damn dedicated don't Jedi Knights get to have any fun? Little Jedi Knights have to come from somewhere. I bet old Obi-Wan. I don't know what Ben would have done. Luke spoke in a tone of distress, not anger. The fundamental loneliness of the young Jedi struck Han deeply. I don't know what the other Jedi Knights did. 
I didn't know Ben long enough, and the Empire destroyed so many records, and I just don't know. Han wished Luke could find someone to share his life and his work. Han's marriage to Leia grew and strengthened with each year, with each day, and therefore, Han realized that the only possible way that someone could be happy was with a partner. There's no other possible way to happiness, and Han wanted that for Luke. Take it easy, Luke. Take it easy. You're doing great. But the traditions! So if you have to make them up as you go along, that's not so bad, is it? We were always pretty good at bluffing. In the old days. In the old days. And who knows, maybe we'll find when we get where we're going, maybe some Jedi Knights to help with the school. Maybe. I hope so. <laughs> I like being Luke. <laughs> you're, really you're a great Luke. And also but the tradition! But the tradition! The sacred Jedi text! That's a great solo. That, yeah, that was an incredible Han Solo. It was a great solo. We're Man, great we're solo. good at this. Uh, all I've ever uh, wanted out of life is to be a good Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. So Han is really haunted. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And he, like like Danny so perfectly illustrated, Han is being that everyone's like annoying married hetero friend that is like, when are you going to meet a nice girl and settle down? Um, but, like, please stop. I'll give him a pass, though, because Han's life literally was terrible before he met Leia. Yeah. Like, Leia, yeah. Leia made his life exponentially better. It's so true. it makes sense that that's how he feels about relationships. Oh, Han. You're late. The path to your relationship was not a not a great one. <laughs> not a typical one, I would say. Yeah, not the recommended friends. <laughs> He's like, hey, Luke, I know what you should do is you should get yourself frozen in carbonite so a nice girl can come save you. Hey, get yourself a gun of command, and then... <laughs> God, I forgot about that. And then you have your woot horn, right? <laughs> Luke is and just like, let Luke's me stop like, right there. We're gonna... just like, I was there too, and some woman tried to make me marry her, and I was not here for that. Right. I was... They wanted to be, like, number one force breeder, so, like, shut up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're in a very different experience to me on that planet. (laughs) You might have been this wonderful woofa grabber, but I was going to sire Jedi children, so... Oh my god, the best part is that all of these things we're saying is literally canon in the context of this novel. It is extremely canon in this novel. (laughs) Like, the thing is, that culture of Princess Leia is canon in the EU. That that is the foundation for this relationship. It sure is. Great. So they arrive in the system and they need to, su- the system that they need to, and surprise, it's two stars colliding into each other. No and there's a ton of radiation and 3PO is worried about Han and Luke's fleshy bodies. So they need to get under. I love Star Kru- Wars. It's a silent it's a silent S and a silent S. Cray station shielding ASAP. Okay, I I feel like this is just you know, the fact that we went from that conversation to like a full page describing the different stars. Oh my god. (laughs) Alright, this is what we're in for here. Look, as someone who digs that kind of stuff, I was I was actually here for that. Cool, I don't. So it's two pages, and they explain the planets. Basically, there's a black hole and a crystal star. A crystal <laughs> star? Oh, oh, 
They did the thing. Luke is preoccupied about training and finding Jedi Knights, and Han has secret nightmares of his kids going to the dark side. Oh, I wonder why. It's not like that's the legacy or something. It's not like you named your fucking kids Anakin. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like you literally, like, almost (laughs) fated your child, one of your children at least, to become dark-sided. To be fair, he wanted to name his son Han Solo Jr. (laughs) Yeah, and that kid would definitely become dark-sided, so he should be worried. Oh, yeah, a worse fate than Anakin. Han Solo Jr. <laughs> I'm just uh, imagining like Han and Leia having the conversation where they're like, "Well, our kids might go to the dark side." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So why don't we just lean into it and name one of them Anakin? Right. Maybe it'll be like a double negative kind of thing, and <laughs> we'll trying to fade him into becoming dark sided. We'll do the and opposite. I, I love that the one named Anakin is not the one that turns to the dark side. The one named Anakin yeah. is the best of all of them. He's the good boy. <laughs> The best out of all of them. Like, I think the double negative thing worked. Is they were like, well, if you name him Anakin, it just seems like it's fading out to become dark-sided. So obviously the opposite thing has to happen for balance's sake. You know, pressure on him to not be dark-sided. But don't worry about it. But don't worry, because right now they're with their mom, and they're safe, and they're having a great time (laughs) on Monte Cordu. They sure are. So, Crusay Station is an old Imperial research facility and had been sent to that system to try to figure out how to utilize the power of a black hole. Some of the people from the Empire are still there, but it isn't, like, evil anymore, but they are outside of New Republic jurisdiction. It's like, they're not evil, they just care about science. No morals, just science. No morals, just science. And cold hard cash, as we're about to see. And cold hard crystal stars. (laughs) Creepio assured that their contact is waiting for them, and Han has to flash some cold hard cash to be able to land. They have is that to make. What he sure... named his penis. No, it's actual money. <laughs> oh. No, I hate that. His penis is a I... horn, remember? That's right, horn. Yes. <laughs> no comment. I'm like. <laughs> that that wasn't a note that middle school Ash made in her book. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was Han's dick question mark. This was ten-year-old Ash. I was pure. <laughs> Sweet little innocent Ash before it. Oh, imagine Ash listening to this podcast now. Horrified. These are the kinds like, of friends you make. <laughs> I feel like if my dad, my dad, like follows me on Twitter and kind of is aware of your existence through Twitter. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I don't think he fully gets the full picture of what Rogue Pod is, and if he did, he'd probably be really disappointed in me. <laughs> um, can your dad, can your dad please review us on iTunes and just write? I'm vaguely aware of them. <laughs> you have to write something nice about us, but tell him not to listen to us while he's please at don't it. Listen, just leave five. Seconds. He asked. He asked me the other day if I, if he should support the pod on Patreon. <laughs> No. no! I no. mean, yes. like, money is nice, but also no! He can just buy you tickets to something. Like, <laughs> doesn't need to go that far. So, they have to make sure they Anyways, remember who thanks they... thanks for listening, Ash's dad, and thanks for your patronage. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Come to our live show. Oh, God. Um, he's probably going to love the episode where you referred to him as a Confederate general. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Oh, we have to have Jefferson on as a guest sometime. Oh, no. He'd probably be down. <laughs> He's been on podcasts before. I've made him sit in a podcast where I explain shipping and fandom terminology to him. Oh, my God, that's amazing. So they're undercover. 
meaning Han has a beard and 3PO's purple. And Luke <laughs> doesn't alter his appearance, but Han looks at Luke, but he sees someone different. And Han tells him not to do that shit with him. Because <laughs> of the Force. It's a Force trick. So, <laughs> you can just pretend to be someone else in the Force? Yeah, I think what he's doing is, like, affecting, like, uh, what's the word? Like, nudging people's minds to see him as something slightly different. I had taller, a little bit skinnier. He's already That's, skinny, yeah. Luke. Doesn't that feel, like, similar to what he does at the end of The Last Jedi that kills him? Like, those feel like similar force powers to me. Am I totally off Yeah, except the one that he does, what, which kills him, is literally projecting his entire, like, astral self across yeah, the galaxy. Yeah, like, light years away, right? Okay, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's a geography thing. Yeah, this yeah is... it's a little less of it when it's just you standing there, and you've just got to, like, make people see you slightly it's differently. like, oh, I have a wig on now. Yeah, okay. it's a force wig. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's my like, my features are a little bit more chiseled. It's the force equivalent <laughs> of that like pair of glasses with the big nose and the mustache. <laughs> and I can see I can see a herd of fanboys coming over the hill saying that's not how the force works. <laughs> the force works, however, it needs to work, friend. I don't care because you know what? Call me shallow, but this is the first time in however many years of being a Star Wars fan that I've ever been like, hmm, actually, having force powers would be kind of cool. Right. I could make yeah, I could get like. I could like get multiple tester like foods from the from the supermarket if I could just slightly alter my appearance that, like that's that. That's where your brain went. <laughs> that's where my brain went. I love those testers so much. Laughs, multiple samples. Sample. <laughs> multiple free samples. I love that is it. the best use I of that first power. I want that. I want that extra cheese. Okay, I'm here for it. Wait, that's our listener question. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say. How are you gonna use that false power? Yeah. What would you do if you could slightly alter how you look in the forest? Okay. Um, Let's see. Han wishes Chewie was there, but it'd be too obvious with a chestnut-haired man and a Wookiee walking around. But would they really recognize them, or does Han just think he's that important? (laughs) Is the question. We don't know. Are they like galactic celebrities at this point? I don't know. No one knows who Luke is. Why can't Luke just like slightly alter the appearance of Chewbacca so that he's not recognizable? Wait. I feel like that'd be a bit more effort though, because or paint Wait, no, who who can recognize a freaking Wookiee outside of Wookiees and people who know them well, anyways? They're big hairy men. They're like Bigfoot. Yeah, but they could be multiple big feet and we wouldn't know. Oh my gosh, my parents took me to Sesame Street Live when I was like three years old, and they thought it'd just be like this really wonderful, heartwarming experience. Oh boy. But it traumatized me for life because the plot of that story was that they painted Big Bird blue. The bad guys painted Big Bird blue, and he couldn't go back to yellow. Oh, that is horrifying. But if you tried to wash it, did you just go slightly green? <laughs> was, was it just like a costuming mishap that they wrote into the show? <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit, we accidentally dyed Big Bird's feathers. Boy, what do we do now? It was, it was like off-brand Sesame Street. They couldn't get the rice. So they're like, yes, <laughs> big blue bird because of the bad guys. That's bird with a Y. <laughs> Anyways, what are we talking about? Han gets a lot of his money taken by the alien owner of the shield he's parked under. And they get a ride into the city. And 3PO is panicking because he can't find their contact. Luke doesn't feel anything through the force. And Han is kind of like, shruggy emoji. Because the longer Luke takes, the longer he's on vacay. Thanks, Han. It's extremely humid on the station. But Han is just very happy that he doesn't have to wear his uniform. Because he's real tired of all the official New Republic garbage that he has to do. Uh, Han is actually very relatable in this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I I definitely feel that whole, like, oh, 
yeah, like someone's trying to get something done, but if they get it done, that means you have to do a thing. So you're mm-hmm. like, actually, take your time. It's fine. It's fine. And the person's like, no, I have to do this now. And you're like, uh, yeah, sure. you know? let me help you do the thing. Is that a force user over there? I don't know. You better figure it out. <laughs> 3PO gets separated from them as Luke and Han continue to wander around. Luke is not so secure in knowing a single from the Jedi, rumor Jedi or the dark side, or if he'll be able to tell if there are dark siders around. And Han doesn't like his non-confidence. His unconfidence. I don't know. Whatever. I do kind of like the idea of everybody expecting Luke to be this super wise Jedi master. And Luke's just like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> right. Like, like, what do I do? I kind of like that characterization of Luke. Yeah, I do too. Because that's definitely how they're, that's definitely at least what Luke thinks is going on, whether or not people expect that of him. But in this universe, they absolutely do. So Luke keeps handing out credits to a bunch of randos, and a hairy golem <laughs> comes up to Han and Luke. But and it's not Chewbacca. It's not Chewbacca. It's a golem, so it's little, like like Smeagol golem, like because it's po- he's he's like pocket. What's in your pocket says my precious. Wow. Um, the Lord Han. of the Rings crossovers were really <laughs> unexpected in, in this book. <laughs> yeah, she she writes a lot of like other fantasy books. Um, but. Oh, so Luke handing out all of his cash draws the attention of, like, all these people around him, and they have to actually run away. But Harry Golem is still with them in the end, and Luke asks it for help to find lodgings and get their bearings, and Harry Golem is very happy to help, and Han is mildly insulted, but whatevs. Harry Golem leads them through a lot of domes to a fancy one with gardens. He leaves them in a nice-looking villa and disappears, Luke at first thought he might have been a Jedi because he reminded him of Yoda, but no, probably not. (laughs) Thanks, Luke. Han asks for rooms, and it's just a voice who helps him out. The place is very luxurious, but they're out of cold hard cash, so Han sneaks out to fix the problem. Unfortunately, no one wants to honor the letter of resources that they have from the New Republic. Han is feeling old and soft because this is the kind of place he used to fit in, but now he's not sure. He's not cool anymore. Hello, fellow space pirates. Han's midlife crisis. (laughs) Truly. While walking around, Han is approached by a ghostling. (laughs) And we also find out that Incubi and Succubi are Star Wars. Yep. (laughs) God damn, Star Wars. Well, At least why? they didn't call them spink you by and spuck you by. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> That's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. That's, like, that's just straight up the name of a space porno. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't. I don't. <laughs> but a ghostling uh, are like very ethereal, beautiful ghost people. <laughs> um, who Which Han is just super nonchalant about. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Apparently ghostlings are just all over the place and we just ha- happen to be off to the I... side of the camera for the entire yeah. trilogy. And I, feel but... like, I feel like Han has probably just dealt with so much shit at this point that he does not care. It's yeah. like, ghost, cool, whatever. <laughs> but apparently ghostlings are often sex workers. 
But if the ghostling's partner with humans, it basically means the ghostling is going to die. So that's a yeah. lot to think about. Han, Han thinks she wants to do the horizontal tango with him, <laughs> but that's not it. <laughs> she used to be obsessed with humans, and she thought she at least would want to partake in a human before she dies. <laughs> but I, then she, oh, God. Yeah, partake of a human. <laughs> But then she realized the truth and is now committed to helping others find the joy of knowing Waru. All right. So we have uh, evangelical ghosts. Yeah. Only this. Just this one. Just this one. One evangelical ghost. Yeah. Han is not interested in the joy that Waru will give them. And the ghostling wanders off saying, maybe later. Han goes into a tavern where the bartender is a tentacle. <laughs> Eyes emoji. <laughs> this was just too rogue padrid to fuck. Like I was just like, what? This also, there's next... literally just a tentacle bartender. It's not next, attached to anything. Next, it's just a tentacle. Next, straight up hacked my Kindle and changed this part. Like swapped out some fanfic that she wrote earlier this week. <laughs> I was 11 when I read this. Oh my gosh. So, a, lot of, a lot of formative things that's also the time in which i got into anime so <laughs> ah yes i see a lot of things are happening to little meg right now <laughs> oh little meg Aww. han is nope i already said that uh han isn't a great customer and the tentacle just needs the payment for the drink right now <laughs> <laughs> i love that it's a way of communicating that it's just like flopping around on the bar until it's han finally like, is like okay fine here's your money right the tentacle's like, where's my fucking money? <laughs> I so gave do you, you think two that this drinks. Is actually a sentient tentacle, or do you think it's like a creature that was able to remove its tentacle and it, and it like is able to then have that tentacle <laughs> do chores for it while it's like in the break room reading a book? Oh my god, I am so into both of those options. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. <laughs> okay, great. Han asks what they do for entertainment around here, and. He wants something riskier than bolo ball. <laughs> and the tentacle <laughs> gestures behind him to see a giant enhanced human with a deck of cards. And that's more of Han's style. Is it Lando? It's Is not it Lando. Giant it's a, enhanced Lando? No, it's it's a it's a woman. Is it giant enhanced woman Lando? Yes. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Every time you say enhance, I'm like, I'm just thinking of where they take photos, like, in those shows, and like, enhance, enhance, enhance. Yeah, like that. And anyway, that's the first two chapters of Crystal Star. That's it, that's it. And it's we're first... up, up and away. We've got werewolves, we've got ghosts, we've got incubi, we've got succubi, like, what else could you want? we got, like, a big old tentacle asking for money. This is a great book. What's better? What's better than this? I, I don't understand why this is so maligned. Like, Big old I have a great time. I'm excited to learn about Waru finally after all these years right. of jokes. Let me learn more about ghostlings. The I fact honestly, that Waru was like the like least people. weird thing about the first two chapters truly. is like the best part. Yeah, truly. Like, <laughs> I had like, I know I had read this book and I know I had enjoyed it as a kid. Yes. But I had filed this away in the deep, deep crevice of my brain. <laughs> 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 Never to be seen again. This is a oh, that's very funny. That's where I put iJedi. <laughs> <laughs> iJedi didn't even make it into my brain. It just went out the other ear. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, 
So two weeks ago, the Glistener question was, what were some of Poe's side hustles in college? And <laughs> uh, Dinner said, Poe definitely had a podcast where his friends about where they talked about fast ships and the newest parts and mods. He got snap on as a guest once and then couldn't get rid of him until Exegol. The <laughs> podcast is sponsored by Talkspace because of talking <laughs> and in space. <laughs> Uh, Zero the Hut said. <laughs> Zero the Hut came back with a vengeance recently. Truly. Yeah, I don't know if I like it, and you know how I feel about Zero the Hut, so that's saying something. <laughs> Who are you? Zero said Poe used to watch In Between My Folds when he was just trying to get by. Gotta get all the crevices. Oh, oh God. God. Actually, those are those are crevasses, not crevices. Those are two different words. I'll have you know. <laughs> Governor the crevasses. I'm a poor, sad dyslexic. Leave me alone. <laughs> no, no, this is not a well-known thing, as far as I can tell. So I just, I'm informing the people about crevasses. You just want to say asses. I just want to say asses. <laughs> crevasses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Jason said Poe used to be a farmhand on a flower farm where he crossbred his own special pink cordalia with black streaks and he sold them at the farmer's market. Oh, wow, weird. They're Finn's favorite flower in the galaxy. What a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like so that sweet. One. I like that one. Uh, Maya Kitten said Poe Dameron worked picking fruit in orchards on Yavin 4 pretty much to get young Poe's energetic self out from under Kess Dameron's feet when he was busy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Mika said Poe worked overnight. Overnight shifts at the bone market, having to separate <laughs> valuable bones from all the flesh. Ooh. That's also, that's oh, also why he what? hates the mm. ones in Tross so much. <laughs> After all the quality bones he saw working at the bone market, the meager ones he saw during the war disgust him. <laughs> <laughs> that's the How does Mika write such poetry every oh, time? Mika is so amazing. <laughs> Liam said, I think Poe worked at the Spadio Shack at one point, and that's where he built BB-8. Oh, my God. Spadio Shack. That explains why BB-8's antenna is so shitty. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Spadio Shack. And Talkspace. Talking in space. (laughs) Nick said Poe's college jobs were sexy barista at the local tap calf, male stripper who only works in in the space dorms, and sexy pizza delivery driver. I relate to one of those. He made good <laughs> tips, okay. Tom said during the Academy's off-season, Poe guided tours of the old Base One Temple complex. His monologues included groan-worthy jokes about Luke Skywalker, the Death Star, Mon Mothma, Y-Wings, and if there were no younglings present, a deli- <laughs> deliciously... What the heck is that word? Rebald. Rebald Masai pun. <laughs> uh, I am wicked stupid, Zed. I don't know who that is, but... <laughs> Poe Dameron delivered for DoorDash to pay for school. Food delivery from an X-Wing, what would be cooler? Oh my gosh. That. What that if w- that was a thing that happens someday? <laughs> Abigail said one of Poe's job was a work study at a university at the university's library. It was actually through the small library engine repair database that he learned how to jack a speeder. <laughs> There's a link there. Yeah, what is the link? What is the I'm kind of scared to click on the link. IBSCAR, oh, Small Interrepair Reference Center. Oh. The reference database provides detailed yet user-friendly repair guides for all manner of small... Hang on. The, the wow. browser's going up the screen. This is a legit uh, answer. Small engines. All of the content is organized in a powerful, easy-to-use manner so that users can quickly find the information they need. Wow. Damn. 
Oh, there's a whole research database. Ooh, that's handy. I'm going to remember that. Thank you, Abigail. Uh, X-Wing said uh, Poe worked on the landscape and crew at his weird private school that was down the street from his house on Yavin 4. He kind of loved it. He'd flirt with these hot twins that went there and smoked behind the bleachers with their Wookiee friend. They closed the place a few years back. Aww. Yes. Odie said uh, Poe moonlit as a model for the uh, Abercrombie and Fitch hollow catalog. No, no, no. It's Abercrombie and Itch. Itch. Abercrombie and Itch. I hate it. Oh, God damn you, Odie. <laughs> well, I just said late answer for last week's, but y'all should eat witch fire. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We should all eat witch fire. Thank you, Malai. Thank you. But was only- this the only answer we got in response to that question? It is. So <laughs> Malai gets an automatic listening booty for that. Yes. Yeah, there you but, go, Malai. But only the version of witch fire that has the crystal star cover on the outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't count. You're a fake fan. Right, yeah. so it, it, it's like it's, it looks tasty on the outside, but it's got the nutrition inside where it counts. Right. Yeah, just like a Kit Kat. <laughs> just like a Kit Kat. Uh, well, it, if it's a broccoli Kit Kat. I'd try that. Of course you would. Of course you would. <laughs> uh, Hassan said Poe's other job prior to joining the Resistance was selling vehicle and vessel insurance. Oh, that sucks. Oh, Poe. You're better than that, Poe. Uh, Go back to being sexy pizza delivery driver. <laughs> uh, ben uh, Ben Newton said Poe went through a phase where he was a semi-professional DJ working in clubs, uh, working working the clubs in Narshada. His stage name was DJ Flyboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. O- Odie again said <laughs> Poe Moonlit is a model for the Fabricrombie and Itch Hollow catalog. <laughs> Get out Why of is this back? <laughs> Odie really wanted us to see his answer. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Odie. Uh, ben Worman said Poe was 100% a fast food worker for a couple of weeks. They put him at the order window because he's so charismatic, but he didn't know any of the order numbers and didn't care to really learn them. So he'd just give the customers whatever they asked, even if it wasn't on the menu. And when he quit, he walked out eating a thing of fries he stole from the fryer. He was an employee who became a legend among those who worked with him. And then <laughs> I like that one. That was good. And then uh, last week's was, what does it say on Palpatine's dating profile? Which we need to answer, don't we? We do. <laughs> I have an answer. My answer is complex. Uh, multifaceted. Has levels to it. I think that he is the kind of old man that just uh, posts a lot of emojis without much context. So oh. his dating profile says, smiling king, castle, planet, cry laughing emoji, gold medal, <laughs> Skull, star, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. <laughs> laughing on the side, alien, kiss face, tongue, horn, horn, kiss face. Ugh. What the fuck is that? Ugh. I don't know what that one is. I, oh, dancing man, eyes emoji, dancing lady, okay emoji, uh, love hotel, pop and champagne, wine glass, knife, wine glass, lightning bolt, eggplant, monkey covering eyes, <laughs> clinking glasses, rocket ship, eggplant, lightning bolt, Popping champagne, skull, skull, heart with sparkles, fireworks, queen, face with uh, cash coming out, angel face, devil face, ghost, muscle, water droplets, fork and knife, nebula, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, horn. deleted all my dating apps off my phone but now I kind of want to reinstall them <laughs> so I my Copy profile. Paste it. 
Lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Popping champagne. Eggplant emoji. Knife. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Seth, your delivery was just incredible. Like I, I feel like you could go to a, a hipster coffee shop on poetry night and just like read exactly that and everyone would just like be impressed and awed and in tears. Porn. Honestly, I love the sound of that. I would do that if I could. Oh. I, th- I think his would just be like a really bad picture taken like from an angle that's that shows like it goes up his chin like it's f- oh, taken God. from under his chin and it's just like n- not looking for anything serious <laughs> that's all <laughs> um I think Sheev's profile would be it wouldn't say his like name he'd have some kind of like handle like lightning bolt um <laughs> and it would be just a picture of like him like neck down and in the bio it would say like can't show face due to work issues dm for pics tongue out emoji <laughs> yeah like super classified it's e- great this it's is my that- cake profile like <laughs> It's either that or his name is just Ray's grandpa. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I don't get it. I don't love it. <laughs> All right. Um, Tom said, master looking for a mistress must, must love opera, lighting, and democracy, because basically I am the Senate, tongue out emoji, Naboo boy at heart, hung and hunkin like a gunkin. <laughs> no. Bad. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no huts, no tordere. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom and did give us a picture with that. Tom took it to the next level and gave us the, a Tinder. the Tinder profile. Thank you. Thank you. I like this is Sheev, 48. <laughs> it's important to note also that, that Sheev got a down vote. Um, it's important to note that there's an eggplant emoji next to Hungan like a Gungan. Of course there, there is, yeah. In case there was any doubt what that was referencing. <laughs> that reminds me, I'm pretty sure that phrase is in this Jar Jar fic called Misa Sohernisa. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyway. Okay. Yeah. His son said Palpatine is a patient planner. He lets nothing stand in his way of achieving those goals. Neither life nor death were stopping. And once he gets that someone special, there's no stopping him from taking over the galaxy. <laughs> zero, zero said. Uh, Palpatine's Tinder profile says into. <laughs> no. <laughs> we are not digging digging more into that. We are moving on to the next no, thing. Zero. Why? <laughs> I, there are. We're gonna block you from the stamp podcast. <laughs> I am wicked stupid. Said Palpatine has on his dating profile a photo of him holding a fish because every dude has one, and you know he went fishing on Naboo, be- Naboo between evil. Oh my clubs. god! Every he would. Dude has one. He would have one of those. Or they're like hiking on a mountain, and they're like looking over some trees. Ugh. It would like have a picture of holding the fish, and they would say, and in his like profile site, there's always a bigger fish, winky face. Oh no! <laughs> uh, dinner said Palpatine's dating profile indicates an interest in long walks on the lava beach and quiet nights with someone special, pondering ho- hologram maps of the galaxy. Also, a photo of him riding an endangered Sith beast taken on vacation where he visited a nature preserve. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, Odie said 
looking for a spark? I'll give you the full lightning bolt. Legends say that my type is power hungry, hungry slender women. <laughs> I've got my eye on you, so get your differently colored eyes on me. <laughs> I feel like he's targeting that at a particular slender yeah, woman. That's targeted advertising right there. <laughs> that's like a he pays Tinder to like send that particular profile to her. Yeah. And then Malai said Palpatine's dating profile just says do it. <laughs> I admire the confidence of that one. Do it. Do it. Um, something that was also funny is uh, X Wing in history pointed out that we coll- that we all collectively forgot that it was Hobby who died, and, <laughs> and we're mourning the very alive Wes Jansen in the most perfect Hobby and Wes thing ever. <laughs> I can. I would say I can't believe we've done this, but I can fully believe that we've done this because it is. I'm, I was like, yeah, West died in Canyon. We like, I fully <laughs> believed it. I was I'm like, yeah, fake, that's right, he did die. I'm a fake Star Wars fan. <laughs> All four of us are fake fans. That's why we're here. And and uh, this week's question is, what would you do if you could slightly alter your Wait, appearance? We gotta or... give. We gotta give Bodies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, I'm giving one to Mika. For the first Mika thing. definitely gets one. I this is not favoritism, but like dinner leader gets one <laughs> for at least the snap joke. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yep, sure. Not favoritism. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm giving a Bodhi to Malai for both the answers about for actually answering our question about what book we should eat, yeah. and then also Palpy's dating profile, just saying do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna give one to Jason because it was sweet. <laughs> Wait, which was Jason's again? Oh, yeah, uh, that one used to be a farmhand on a flower, a flower farm. That is yeah. very, that's good fanfic. Getting that good finpo content in here. Uh, I also want to give one to Tom for that whole profile thing. Great. Amazing stuff. Yeah, but let's give him a slightly smaller ghost anybody just because you know it'll infuriate him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Great. <laughs> we love you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for Thank you, all everyone. of that. Yes. We that. do love that you. <laughs> and yeah, this week's question is, what would you do if you could slightly alter your appearance in the Force? Just slightly, though. Just, Just slightly. We already know what I would do, because I answered this as I've been thinking. Just a little bit. It was obvious to me. More cheese samples. More cheese samples. <laughs> My favorite thing is actually when I walk in and I see they've got a sampling thing, but the person has abandoned it to like go do something else. And I just go up and grab a bunch. Of... Mm-hmm. Me and like, there's always like a child there as well who does the exact same thing. So it's like me mm-hmm. and this kid. <laughs> isn't there is there is it one of the x-men who has the power to like when they're interacting with someone they like take on some of that person's features and it makes them trust them more because they're is like oh i feel like i know you that. what it, maybe it's not from it's from something that i read at some point in my life and wow. her, X-Men is sticking <laughs> in my brain but uh anyways, i mean i haven't read I much x-men so it could be that that's but I would, power though i would do it to gain people's trust i would do it just to like throw them off you know, <laughs> I, like to make them slightly uncomfortable. I would do it so that nobody can see that I'm wearing hearing aids. So boomers stop asking me why I'm wearing hearing aids. That's or, fair. Or yelling Very at practical. you for having headphones in. Having headphones in. Yeah. What would I do if I could look slightly different? I don't know. I'd probably, oh, I do know. I would make myself look like very manly while I'm walking around so I don't get catcalled so much in That's New York. That's also very fair. Yeah. Like, no one's yelling mamacita at me anymore. Please stop. It's papacita now. It's papacita now. <laughs> you know what? 
not as offended. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, hit us up on Twitter with the answers to this week's question. Our Twitter is at RoguePodron. We have an email, which is RoguePodron at gmail.com. Our website is RoguePodron.com. And we have a Patreon, which is Patreon.com slash RoguePodron, which you should pledge to if you love us. It helps us exist. I don't know if it actually helps us exist that much, but it is nice it to actually have people support us. It does. It gives us a reason to get out of bed in the morning. It really does, actually. Like the when we when we get people pledging to us, I get this little like tingle in my heart, and I feel real good about life. Um, and you'll know these days, it's good to feel good about life. It's true. You can subscribe via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google, uh, any other podcatcher that you like. They're all there. They all exist. We're on all of them pretty much, I think, except for that one stupid one that makes you pay for stuff. Rate and review us on iTunes, please. We love we love them. It helps other people find us. It helps us feel good about ourselves once again. Don't you want that? Don't you want that about us? Anyways, apparently two people did because we have reviews this time. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> From our pal, Abby Gleason, the chaotic evil of pods. Five stars. Okay, it's important to note that Abby gave us a review a few months back. It was the one that said, I listened to Rogue Potter while having sex. Yeah, that's right. I, forgot. <laughs> I was wondering, I, did, I was like, Abby did give us a stupid response at some point. So just that's important context for this review. It is, yes. So a while ago, I made a joke review while drunk, while Skyping with Megan Saf and some other friends. What I said still stands, but I want to write a real review too. Rogue Podron makes me laugh every single time I listen. Nothing brightens my day more than getting a notification that these four dinguses and Meg have uploaded a new episode. <laughs> <laughs> getting to meet Saf, Meg, Keith, and Danny, and then also have Danny get to hang out at my house and be a bad influence while we were drinking was incredible, and I'll cherish that forever. Adding Ash has been fantastic, and she should totally be on LBT, but that's besides the point. Love you all. <laughs> have some stars. Fill your bellies. I am fins up all in for y'all. Aww. All y'all. That's really cute. I'm going to print that out and put that on my wall. More jinxes and Meg. <laughs> also, I was, D- I was DMing Abby earlier, and she said, make sure to say hi to everybody, but especially Meg. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Abby. <laughs> Abby, we're both Chicago people. Come on. I wasn't born there, but my family lives there, okay? <laughs> Got my damn accent from there, partly. And I do appreciate that the secret review also has chaotic in the title. Title? Tybal. That's not a word. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's from Martinus Miraculorum. I'm so sorry if I said that wrong. Uh, absolute chaotic delight. Five stars. As someone who grew up reading more of Star Wars EU than was probably healthy, it's been so much fun to get back into the core X-Wing books and related media, including The Crystal Star, which I read when I was 11. It might be the only one I haven't reread. With this wonderful and delightful pod family of dumb nerds. They get at some of the key themes and character arcs, guided by EU veteran Meg. They also internalized the one rule to Star Wars fandom's end. Star Wars is ridiculous, doesn't make internal sense, and most importantly... If you want to, you'll eventually find something to enjoy about all the offerings of this franchise. Maybe even Solo. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the hosts absolutely make this pod. I'm not sure how I went so many years in EU fan without Saf, Danny, Meg, Heath, and now Ash. Listening bodies for all. Pew, pew. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. These are the I best love, reviews. I love our fans. I'm, the all, best. I'm all snuggly on the inside now. I feel all good. Yeah. Maybe that could be your your force power. You could slightly alter yourself to be more snuggly on the inside. I'm pretty snuggly. Nice. I don't know if it works on yourself though. What? 
uh, slightly altering your appearance. Yeah, but it's like, I think it's like, because you know how, like, the world doesn't really exist. You're just viewing light waves and shit, and your brain's making sense of them. <laughs> I, I think what you're doing is slightly altering the light waves. I don't want to go into this right oh, now. I don't need to listen to this. It's just almost say, <laughs> The world doesn't, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's just the thing. I think what what this force power is doing is slightly altering like the what your brain input is getting. So I don't know if it works on yourself because you're aware of it happening. You know? I'm so much screaming. You know how you can't like hypnotize yourself? It's kind of like that. Uh, oh, I can't. Uh, can't tickle yourself. I had a very specific example I was going to use, but I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> well, uh, with that. With that life changing. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, fans. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> uh, pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. 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 Next time. Pew. Next time on Rogue Podgern. Next time on Rogue Podgern. We'll be reading Star Wars, The Crystal Star, chapters three and four. If it's your that- season adventure and you're reading Witchfire, what chapters is it? I don't know. Look in the graphic. Look on our Twitter. Look on the graphic. (laughs) (laughs) So until next time, this is Rogue Padrine signing off. Pash out. Pew, pew, pew. Can Rogue Padrine actually sign off if we were never really there to begin with? There he goes. (laughs) (laughs) Rogue Padrine plunging everyone into existential crises since 2015. Is Rogue Padrine real? Is Rogue Padre the only thing that is real? I think it is. So you're welcome. You're welcome. And I told Abby and Emma and them. Yeah. Borrowing the carts. <laughs> okay. Ash, are you doing something weird with your voice? I don't think so. Am I doing something weird with my voice? It kind of sounds like that one time when, when my voice was, like, a little lower and a little slower. Uh-oh. My voice is very tired, so that might be it. Okay. But... All right, Meg, staff, do you want to weigh in on this? Am I just it's, losing my mind? Now that you've seen it. Lower. It did get lower. I, I talk really low. What do you want from me? No, I don't think it's you. I think I think something okay. happens with the microphone sometimes that, like, because yeah. this happened to me once, too, where my voice kind of sounded like that. Like, I was, like, kind of like Mitch McConnell a little bit. Oh. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, no, I am hearing it now. This is weirding me out. <laughs> Maybe just like unplug your mic and plug it back in. I don't know. Yeah, let's, let's here, I'm gonna here. We're gonna welcome to Rogue Pod. Welcome to Rogue Pod. <laughs> oh, Ash, I can't wait to send you this little sound clip so you can hear what you sound like. <laughs> Did that fix it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. All right. Okay. Good. I wasn't going crazy. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Because, yeah, when you first said it, I was like, that's just Ash. And the more I listened to I was like, wait, no, this is different. I thought you were just like, like am I being insensitive or is it an audio issue? That's Danny Pirtle's story. <laughs> that is the hottest thing to figure out sometimes.